Have you ever tried talking to someone that spoke a different language than you? Like, you didn't know how to talk to them, you didn't know their language, they didn't know yours, and you're trying to hold a conversation. Well, I have. (laughs) And it's kind of like that in marriage sometimes when it comes to speaking the language of love with your spouse. Sometimes you're trying to do it and it's not being received the way that you mean it because the two of you might have two different love languages. Today we're going to cover what that looks like and kind of how to navigate that whole thing. So stick around and you might learn something. Hopefully you'll be encouraged. Welcome to Gracefully Growing Together. We are your hosts, Christian and Samantha, and we are so excited to have you with us while we journey through this thing we call marriage. We are a Christ-centered relationship podcast. We have seen some things, heard some things, and are still growing through some things. So kick back, grab your favorite cup of coffee, and join us for some real talk while we gracefully grow together. Ning ao. Hola. Bonjour. Does does anyone can anyone guess what languages I was speaking in? I'll be honest, I have no idea. I think one was Chinese. Right, I think one was French. I think one was French, but I got that off Bluey, so (laughs) I don't know know how valid that might have been. But today we are talking about languages. Specifically love language (laughs) so i hope you have grabbed your coffee at this point or if you prefer water or tea (laughs) we are gonna sit and talk about this for a little bit because it's important um so christian and i were talking um about love about love languages we've had this conversation more probably in the last week or two than we have in a while and we were talking about the importance of understanding someone's love language, understanding how to communicate to them. And when I think about two people trying to have a conversation and not speak the same language, I'm reminded of when we first moved to Christ for the Nations. (laughs) And it is called Christ for the Nations, and there are lots of international students here. And we were at the park one day, the girls and I were, and there was another little girl that my 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 kids knew from school, and her the daughter spoke great English, so I just right. assumed that her mom did. So her mom was at the park, and we greeted, and she, she said hello, and I said hello, and I was trying to make small talk, <laughs> and I quickly realized that although she was looking at me and smiling, she wasn't really understanding what I was saying. <laughs> right. So she knew the greeting. You know, but she was still learning English. And this is a fun little story. Like, I was talking for a little while before I made the connection that she didn't understand what I was saying. Right, yeah. And so when it comes to the love languages, it can come off to where you are trying to love your partner or mm-hmm. a family member. You're just showing love, and they have no idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we have a friend. Like, they don't receive it that way. Yeah, we have a friend. I, I just thought about it right now. She hates hugs, KK. Mm-hmm. And uh, our friend, I say she hates hugs. She's just not a physical touch kind of person. Maybe that's changed. It might but have changed years ago. Yeah, and it's been years since like I've actually like we sat down and talked. Mm-hmm. But it might have changed. But I remember, just if you try to show your love for her by hugging her, 
she's gonna look at you like you're crazy, That's or not, she's, yeah. or she knows, but she she's cringing on the inside. Yeah. And so today we are going to talk about the five types of the love of love languages, and there is a wonderful book by Gary Chapman, and it's called Guess What the Five Love Languages. Highly recommend the book. Highly recommend, and. We're going to go ahead and do a quick, brief overview of what those languages are. Um, So I'll just go ahead and start shooting from the hip here. First one is words of affirmation. The second one is quality time. The third is physical touch. The fourth is gifts. And number five is acts of services. And yeah, so if you want to learn more about this, go ahead and go read the book. Uh, Thanks for listening today. No. No, No. Um, we're going to briefly touch on these. Obviously, we're not going to go as in-depth as the book. We still recommend to get the book. But right. these are, um, the, the book was written by Gary Chapman, and he talks about after years of counseling, of counseling yeah. and meeting with couples, he realized there are five like main ways that people give and receive love. These are, these are the, the five main ways. And it pretty much covers everyone. Like most of these probably will in some way speak to you, but you're going to have one or two that are like higher on the charts than others. So to give you a quick breakdown, if you've never, if you've never heard of the love languages or had them explained in depth, I have this um, handy dandy notebook. (laughs) No, I have this meme I found. I remembered it when we were talking about this and we're having a serious conversation and you're pulling out memes. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's, it's anyway, it's the five love languages, coffee edition. So this will break down. Coffee alone is its own love language. (laughs) So this will break down kind of what those different things look like regarding coffee. Okay. So affirmation, your coffee is delicious. And that's words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Okay. Acts of service. I made you coffee. Receiving gifts. Here's a coffee. <laughs> Quality time. Hey, let's go get a coffee. Physical touch. Let me hold you. <laughs> Let me hold you like a coffee. <laughs> okay, so these are silly, but like each one of them are... A little different, so it just gives you a quick general. I thought it would be fun to introduce it like that. So, I'm a dude, right? And I'm listening to this. <laughs> you are? Right. <laughs> just kidding. That's not a question. You know, sometimes you have to ask that nowadays. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Moving on. Moving forward. <laughs> so, why should, if a man's listening to this, why would they even need to know the five love languages? Like, you're talking to a dude, you're like, hey, uh, the Let's talk about the five love languages. First of all, why why are we talking about love? Second of <laughs> all, um, what's what's what what's the use of it? Why is this important information? Well, um, I would assume if you're a dude and you're listening to this podcast, that is a relationship podcast. Right, you're probably married. You're probably or your wife married. Is, your or, wife is like you're listening to or this. Or someone has sent yeah. you this podcast and said, "Hey, this is really good for you to listen to." Um, but you're in some type of relationship, I would think. Or yeah, and well, technically, everyone. This isn't just specifically for romantic relationships. Correct. This is for your children, for your parents, for your friends, your coworkers. If you're a manager, and you man like, and you are in a position where you are managing others, you need to know who the love language is. And yeah. you need to know how to motivate people. Yes. But, yeah, so. So, if you're listening to this and you're a dude, a, a man, 
you're in some type of relationship, probably a romantic one of some type if you're listening to this. But the reason why we wanted to talk about love languages and the importance of them is because I think in order for you to be, I don't want to say the word, well, I guess effective in your relationship. It's right. it's helpful to understand what you can do to communicate your affection towards that person mm-hmm. so that they can receive it and feel loved by you. That's a good point because, I mean, realistically, even as a man, I I love my wife. I love my children. Now, I may not, quote unquote, you know, have what we like what you would see in the movies. Right. Mm-hmm. In a sense. And I'm not saying I don't have emotions and I don't feel things. But being realistic, I can honestly say I love my wife. I love my kids. And if someone asks, well, how, how do you show your love for your kids? I'm like, dude, I get up and go to work every day. I go to work. I bust my butt. I do what I can to try to advance and, and provide for my family. You know, I, And so that right there is not, it's not only an act of service, but it's technically gifts. Mm-hmm. You are giving something to your family. You are providing for your family, which I think anyone should provide for their family. But there are some cases, right, where, and Gary Chapman explains more in this book, and this is why I'm kind of getting why this is important. My wife's love language, her top two words of affirmation, quality time. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to double check. I'm like, wait, it hasn't changed. <laughs> And I know up there is access services as well. Right. But right now, like it's out of those three, quality time is probably the highest. And so knowing that, if I worked 60 hour weeks, you know, six days a week, 10 hours a day, and I grinded and I gave her the house of her dreams, the car of her dreams, the that our kids were in ballet and mu- and all the extracurricular stuff as well and i provided all of the material things that she wanted in life but if i'm not home it ain't working yeah she feels empty mm-hmm. her love or the better way to say it is her love tank is not full mm-hmm. it's partially full but it's but it technically but it's not the way she is wanting to be loved. Right. Not that I can't see those things and appreciate them, but they're not the thing that speaks love and connection to me. Right. And then let's say one of my top love languages is words of affirmation. And so I sit there and let's say, you know, in this scenario, I'm working, I'm doing everything, and instead of hearing a thank you. I hear a, hey, we need to spend more time together. Hey, you need to spend more time with the kids. And I'm like, well, I can't. I'm working. Okay, well, and this sounds like an argument that I've heard people have this argument Mm -hmm. before. Not sure if we really had it or not. but I don't think so. um, Yeah, but again, we kind of like, we had our priorities kind of set from the beginning before marriage. Yeah. But this is a common argument amongst couples. You know, someone is upset because they're not spending enough time together. And the other person's like, I'm doing everything I can. How come you're not grateful for all that I've given you? And really what it boils down to is speaking two different languages of love. One of you is talking, you know, Spanish and the other one's speaking Cantonese. (laughs) They're like, you're just looking, you're you're, you're yelling at each other and neither one of you are speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. 
And the whole point is, they're both needs. Right. You're coming from a place of, I am trying to love you. Why won't you accept my love? Mm-hmm. The problem is, is you're paying with the wrong currency. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so with the love language, again, if I'm talking to someone who's like, ah, I don't see the point. I promise you, take the time. There is a test in the book. If you buy the book or go on Google, look in the type of the five love language test, take it, have your partner take it, and then talk to each other on how you can meet each, how you can fill each other's love tank. Right. So like the book goes more in depth, but um, even if you just go online and take the quiz, you can figure out what are your... What are your like top two love languages? And from that, when you talk to your spouse um, and you say, "Hey, like you share your results with them," like what, and you ask, "What? What was it? What? What is it that you got as your result on your quiz?" Yeah. Then you can both give each other helpful ways of speaking that love language. So, like if yours is words of affirmation, I would like write down some ideas for your spouse of what that looks like. It's not just you telling me something verbally. But even leaving me a, a card or something with words, yeah, to something, affirm you. yes, yeah. or writing me a quick letter, like any, or just even like a text message in the morning, something along those lines. But giving your partner ideas of how to speak that language to you in different ways because they may not know, yeah, like, and I think that that's helpful to communicate, like, and if it's, um if it's acts of service, what are the things that you would feel more loved by that person running errands for you, that person coming in and helping you with house chores or like, you know, what, what is it? Yeah. Like what says I love you. And, And here's the thing, your love language may not be the same as your spouse's or they might be similar. Most of the time they're not the same. Right. And so you need to love your spouse and not just your spouse but people in general love them the way they need to be loved and are they the way they do the what fills their love tank mm-hmm. and so a, a question here i have is how do i approach someone as far as opening the door for that type of communication so i'm a let's say you know i'm married i feel like my i don't feel like my love tank is being filled Right? What, mm-hmm. like, how would you approach, like, what does that look like for me to confront, you know, because, all right, so let's just kind of, let's go for, let's attack this from two different angles. I'm, I'm more of a upfront, very to the point personality. Right. I'm not going to sweet talk. I mean, I will if I have to, right? Like, I, I've gotten a lot better at softening my words, but I'm very straight and to the point, you know, so. If you are, if someone has a strong personality and I'm approaching someone who is more sensitive, how do I make this, how do I approach this? Because I mean, naturally I'm like, hey, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our marriage ain't working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's probably not going to go over well. No. Um, Well, first of all, you, you always cover, you always want to cover your marriage and upcoming conversations that are important with prayer Mm, because you want to ask the Lord for the right time to have those conversations, to create a time to, to talk about those things because you you definitely don't want to do it in passing. Right. So you always want to ask the Lord to kind of highlight the right moment Mm 
Yeah, so if your partner just finished a 12-hour shift, probably not the best time to have this conversation. Probably not. Um, and so I would pray and ask the Lord to help you, like, help you identify the time to talk. Yeah. And with that, give it, like, showing you how to approach that because... Well, you should know your spouse enough to know how they're going to receive something, like, if you come off a certain way. But you do always want to make sure that your words are gentle and the way that you phrase them is not accusatory. Like, hey, mm, yeah, there's something, like, there's something wrong and we need to talk, you know, versus... That sounds like... Versus, hey, yeah. I'm... I would love to sit and talk to you because I don't feel like we're connecting well right now and we need to figure out, like... I would like to talk about maybe why that is or something yeah. along those lines instead of making it seem like it's the other person's fault. And then two, I would say before having that, I mean, not before having the conversation necessarily, but like if you can identify that you're not feeling connected, you're not feeling like your love tank is full from your spouse. If you're realizing that, Hey, I think the issue is we're not connecting I don't feel like you've been speaking my love language lately. I don't feel mm-hmm. like you've been doing things that make me feel loved. I think before approaching that, one thing I realized that I needed to do more was evaluate me and how I'm speaking your love language. Yeah. Because if I start intentionally, like if I realize that there's a problem with us connecting or not feeling like we're connected, I need to do what I know makes you feel loved and see if in turn that helps build that between us because then that's going to make you feel more loved you know and naturally bring us together cuz that's the goal um but i would i would pray about it about the right time to talk and ask the lord to create an opportunity for that conversation mm-hmm. and then during that process evaluate how you're also loving your spouse back yeah I think that's important because we, a lot of times, we are so quick to say, I don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling loved. I don't, I'm not getting what I want. Versus really stopping and asking, Am I loving my partner mm-hmm. the way they need to be loved? Am I filling them up? Am I, you know, encouraging them or am I hurting them? Yeah. You know, we talk about the five love languages. The same things that make you feel loved can be. Those same type of things can also be the greatest hurts and wounds on somebody. You know, uh, for example, a lot of times people get upset. They don't talk to each other. They don't spend time with each other. They give them, they give each other the silent treatment. If I denied my presence from Sam, right? And, and her knowing her love language is quality time. And I say, you know what? Screw it. I'm not coming home tonight. I'm going to go out and go to Top Golf, or I'm going to go stay at a hotel tonight. Like, I'm not going home. I refuse to go home. That would cut. That would cut deep, yeah. Now, if your partner's love language isn't quality, quality time, but it's acts of services, they may not give two flips whether you stay the night at a hotel. In fact, they may encourage you to go stay <laughs> somewhere else, right? Like, you know what, go to, go to your mom's or go to your dad's. I don't care. Just just get out of here for the day. But the, the point I'm getting at is when we're walking this journey of marriage or this, in just any relationship, whether it's a father-son, mother-daughter, a brother or sister, we know how to hurt each other. Yeah. And we need to take responsibility for choosing the love 
others instead of cutting them when we see the opportunity. But also, because just be in, and this is why I'm, I, I know I took five minutes to say like a quick thing, but just because it doesn't hurt you doesn't mean it will not hurt someone else. Yeah. Because for an example, I'm someone, I really don't need you to tell me thank you for doing my job. If I go in there and I do a good job, I don't need to hear a thanks or boy. That's my job. It's what I'm supposed to do. Like I, I go, I do it to the best of my ability, and I strive to be good or great at everything I do. And so I don't need someone to say, oh, you're, way to go. You did a really good job. Like, that's great. And don't get me wrong. I enjoy that, right? I enjoy it. But that isn't going to, quote unquote, like, m- make me go and extra super motivated. Or it won't hurt me either. If someone says, oh, you're not good at this or, oh, you know, you're terrible or whatever. Okay, next. Like, I don't care. That really doesn't bother me. Like, words don't bother me. But just because words don't bother me does not mean that they will not destroy my kid's self-esteem. Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, like my my four-year-old or six-year-old, like, if I sit there and and I deny them affirming words of love and and i use the excuse and now again like my parents love me so i'm let's just say someone else if bob had kids mary and joe and bob just never tells his kids that he loved that he loves them and he goes my daddy never told me my mama never said that they loved she loved me i went my whole life without my family knowing without anyone telling me that they loved me I provide for you guys. I give you guys what you need. You know I love you. I don't have to say it. Just because you're not bothered by that doesn't mean you're not going to mess your kids up. And I say that as a warning to parents. Just because your dad wasn't around and you came out all right. Because, and again, it's there's, there's not necessarily a wrong but a different. For an example, if you are a man or you are a woman and you happen to work out of town and you're gone for a week or two at a time, that's not wrong. It's different. Yeah. Right? If you listen to some of our other episodes, we talked about a priority list. And if you're a stay-at-home mom and you and your family are struggling to get by financially, do not feel guilty. You guys have made the decision that you... that. You want to be a have a more active role in raising your children. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong, and right? And, the, and for the mom who has a baby and goes straight back to work, it's not wrong either. It's different. They're just different choices. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that because when it comes to our children and to loving people the way they need to be loved, just because their love language is different doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make you wrong. You're two different people. God created you differently than others. But it doesn't mean you have, You can use that right of, oh, well, it doesn't bother me. It shouldn't bother them. Or, oh, I need to toughen them up. No, like that's garbage. Mm-hmm. Love your kids the way they need to be loved. And love your spouse the way they need to be loved. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I hope, <laughs> man, yeah. And let, like, just love people. Yeah, right? no, like, but I think it's important because I think it's important to understand how to communicate that love because the way that you do like it determines everything in that relationship yeah you know especially with your kids like they're not gonna 
connect to you or feel validated or feel, you know, um, any of those things that children need from parents if you're not giving them what they need. Um, and with the spouse, like you're not going to reap the amazing benefits, the blessing of a marriage if you're not willing to put in the work to learn how to love your spouse. You know what I mean? Like if you're just like, oh, well, I I don't need that, so it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, like, but if you come at it with that attitude where it's all self-focused on like on yourself and not serving your partner, like your spouse, you're not going to, you're not going to enjoy marriage in the blessing. You're not going to enjoy the richness of marriage, the way that it was designed yeah. to be enjoyed. If you're not willing to, you know, learn to speak their language and you only want to focus on. So I think some, you know, cause I know sometimes like not, not everyone is going to listen to this podcast. Meaning if you're married, there's a good chance your spouse may not listen to this or your partner, you know, your fiance or whoever. So I think some ways that you can kind of bring this up without having to tell someone to go read a book or to even take a test. Because I know some people can be very, well, I ain't doing that, you know. First of all, well, um, if you ain't married to them, red flag, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me just go ahead and say that. Uh, teachable and humility. If they're not teachable, if they're not humble, red flag, don't bother waste your time uh, we can talk about that later hit me up <laughs> but here are some ways you can ask hey what is something i do mm-hmm. that makes you feel loved or yeah. what is something i do that makes you feel valued like well, what is it like is it something i say do you like it when i'm more romantic like do when, you, when do you think romance what mm-hmm. am i doing yeah. to romance you like what do am you I, imagine am i bringing you a gift am i yeah am i, I taking you on a date yeah are we, you know, doing something together or is it I'm sending you out to get a pedicure? Like what's like what can I do that would really say or make you feel loved? Mm-hmm. And then I would say for a you know, for a woman, ask your husband, what is something I do that really just makes you feel respected? Mm-hmm. What is something that I can say that I say or do that makes you feel like you like this you know you are important to this family you have a place as a as a man of this house and i was i was reading another book from gary chapman and it was things i wish i'd known before we got married and he references the five love languages in that mm-hmm. when he's talking about you know marital things yeah. But he also talks about, um, so he, he gives a brief explanation and breakdown of each of the five love languages. Obviously, it's not in depth as the book um, on the love languages. But one thing he says is you can figure out people's love language when you listen to them and you hear the things that they maybe complain about. Ooh, Like yeah. if they say, like, you're, you know, you don't spend much time with well, me. Well, how about a or kid, right? You Daddy. never buy me anything. You know, like, but yeah. those things that they complain about, it's probably likely that same mm-hmm. way that they actually would feel loved and because they're not getting it, they're complaining about it. So yeah. just another thing, I'm not saying your no, spouse good, is a complainer. Well, I think of kids. Kids mm-hmm. will complain all day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not complain. They don't know it. They don't know how to vocalize their emotions, but they can, they'll let you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember my daughter, Daddy, I miss you. Yeah. Daddy, I want to spend time with you. Daddy, can I go with you? Mm-hmm. And realizing like, oh, like, 
I know I spend time at home. Yeah. But am I being intentional with her? Yeah. Am I, again, because without going too much into it, because each, you can, we can do it, a pod, like, a, like an episode on each love, like each language itself. But quality time isn't just sitting in the same room. It's engaging with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, words of affirmation isn't just saying, oh, well, thanks. It's being intentional with your with, words. Yeah. You know, all, all of it. Like, I, but um, real quick, you know, it's, it's kind of trying to, as we start wrapping things up, let me ask you this. How often do you recommend people to take the test? Well, we just talked about this because we took it right before we got married. Right. And so we were how old again? You're 23? 22? I was 24. You were 24 because you're old. I, I love the difference in our brains because you would rather give our ages than how long we've been married. Because I would have said, <laughs> would have said, well, we took it eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I'm laughing because you say that, um, you know, tonight I got back from uh, practice and the person who's like doing the uh, leading it said, you know, when we go off on like tangents of just playing random songs, it's like a bunch of it's like a bunch of kids with ADHD without a teacher. Like that's what I feel like. You know what? You guys are playing music. You're you're doing something right. Just just go ahead and run with it. Oh my god! And so if we rabbit trail, I don't say I don't I don't have ADHD, but you know. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny because my brain was Your thinking brain seven like, years to and, like or or eight years ago. And my brain does this crazy algebra 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 like and you go equation. to ages <laughs> i start thinking i'm like okay so i'm this old now and i minus this and i multiply that we started dating in 20 you know this year and, no that's yeah. too okay so to answer your question Sorry for the last two minutes we wasted with you guys <laughs> thank you for listening if you still are <laughs> this is how we communicate sometimes so we took it we would have been dating eight years ago we're not we're a few months away from, from our, our eight-year eight wedding anniversary. But we took this before we got married, so it would have been eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And we had not taken it again until right. this year. And I think it it would have been helpful if we took it again a few years ago. After but having a kid? After having a kid, yes. Yeah. Because there were so many moments after becoming parents that I wouldn't say we ever like fully disconnected or you know whatever like but there were rougher moments where um we didn't we just weren't intentional with each other you know and as seasons change in life I think it's good to revisit this yeah Yeah. so as seasons change I think it's I don't think it's necessarily a every two years take this you know but as things change I think it's good to, to retake it we retook it like last week or two weeks ago two weeks ago and ours was still pretty much the same but there were some differences but there were some differences in the way my physical touch got a lot lower Mm -hmm. like it's still kind of high but it wasn't like the most pre like dominant one yeah so and and that's helpful because as we talk we've talked about this before the person that you marry is not going to be that same person in 10, ten years, years later. yeah because well, i think of a, of a like you're a mama right mm-hmm. being touched out yeah having little kids touching you all day non-stop when you first let's just say for an example if the roles were reversed right and you were a physical touch and i was quality time you are being touched like before 
kids hold hands with you, put my arm around you, kiss your cheek, do all the cute things physically, right? And then after kids, I try to hold you and you're like, oh, back up. I remember literally it was when I was nursing one of the kids and, you know, just little hands. I think I was nursing maybe Eliza and Victoria was a toddler and, you know, all over everything and little hands touching me all the time. I remember you coming home from work and trying to touch me. And I literally, I couldn't explain it to you, but my whole, my response in my body was to pull completely away from you. And it wasn't that I didn't want to be with you. It was that at this moment, that is not what I need right now. And I wasn't even angry. I couldn't even explain the way my body responded because I was so touched out. Well, I would just say it like this. Uh, People who have multiple kids, you'll understand when I say this, your ability to handle different noises yeah like before i could be at a loud concert blast music i can hear sirens anything it didn't bother me after having a few kids loud noises bother the mess out of me and like and don't get me wrong i can drown them out and focus but like there's a sensitivity that i have to them now that i didn't before yeah because you are hearing constant so th- but things change in yeah. in seasons things change so i would just say it is good to kind of evaluate mm-hmm. the season that you're in and where you're at in your relationship and then you know because i brought it up to you and i was like hey maybe we should just retake the love languages thing yeah. and just see how we can be better at speaking that that language yeah and then i would last thing here and i'll make this short here and it is um pay attention for like um, emergency situations and let let me explain um when you know a few years back we walked through losing sam's mom Mm -hmm. you know she went home to be with the lord and one day we'll be reunited but when you lose someone i think quality time skyrockets yeah and it becomes number one. Like, and for those who have walked through some heartbreak and loss, you probably completely understand that. And like, I know when I'm grieving or if I'm upset, I don't want to be touched. Yeah. Like, in fact, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I would rather be alone for like the, the next week or two. Like, I just want time alone. If you want to help me, you know, text me and I'll I'll tell you what I need. Right. And so pay attention when your friends or your loved ones go through something hard. Yeah. And see, because that, that language will change. And it won't stay like that forever. It may, it may or it may not. But what will happen is you're going to see some shuffling around. Yeah. During, again, there's seasons, but also emergency situations as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. And I would also, um, on ending this, on that note... Um, I think it's important to always remember that the goal in marriage is to stay united. Right. And if you're starting to feel like you're not united, like you're not walking together well, you're not communicating well or meshing together well, like, cause in, and we've said this so many times, life just gets busy. But when you begin to feel like you're living with a roommate, it's, it's an emergency. It, it's, we need yeah. to, we need to figure out what we can do to connect and change this um like how we can approach that so we want to end this just with challenging you if you have not taken the five love language quiz you may have an idea of what yours is without even taking it or it's if you are in another season of life now whether it's you have a new career or you have kids 
we encourage you to take it again if it's yeah. or if it's been like five or ten years mm-hmm. and take just, it again and communicate that to each other yeah. and again leave helpful tints helpful hints for ideas because i'm I'm not I'm not the best sometimes and I need a little bit more direction on like okay what is it that I can do um and so a little little tips and guidelines are helpful yeah so thanks for sticking around we know this was a little bit lengthy um but we definitely feel that this is important yeah no because awesome. we just walked through through that not long ago just kind of wanting to just reconnect a little because life gets busy and yeah you kind of it's easy to go on autopilot no for sure or yeah so all right well we love you guys uh, don't forget to wash your mugs <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time bye thank you for listening to today's episode Be sure to follow us on Instagram by searching Gracefully Growing Together Podcast and feel free to send us a DM. Our email address is listed there in the bio as well. We look forward to connecting with you. If you have any specific topic you would like to hear regarding marriage and relationships, please let us know. Until then, remember, this journey of marriage is a beautiful one and we are meant to gracefully grow together.